What's up, Scoopers? It's Raisa. And it's Karma. And as your co-hosts, welcome, welcome to, to the, the Scoop! <laughs> Today's episode is going to get real because we're unpacking the topic of cheating. As one of the most feared and hurtful things that can happen in a relationship, we just want to help you guys learn the warning signs along with helpful ways to cope with the aftermath. Here with us today is Hanny, a second year majoring in human bio and psych, and who has been playing the piano for a full 17 years. Hanny, could you say a fun fact about yourself? Well, another fun fact that's quite interesting is that I legally died on the second day of first year. What? Yep. <laughs> well, you just drop it, drop, yeah. <laughs> drop that one liner and be like, okay, next. <laughs> okay, next. Um, it was like, I got roofied. Oh, shit. Not at a frat party. This was like one of those... Okay combined parties and yeah yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i got over it pretty quickly well i think you're definitely going to be more wise than all of us so <laughs> please lay your words of wisdom <laughs> yeah. okay. she's been through some shit yeah next up we have hanny's current boyfriend andrew who's a second year psych and econ major and a secret clash of clans fan andrew could you share a quick contact yeah, my other fun fact is that I'm very white and I cannot eat spicy food. Uh, I wish I had a higher spice tolerance as well, but I do love butter chicken, so. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome you two. We are super excited to have you on the Scoop. Thanks oh, for welcome. Us. Thank you. On that note, let's kick off this episode with our very first question. Let's get into it. Both of you shared that you've had disloyal partners in the past. When they cheated, how did you find out about it? Well, mine was pretty simple. She actually called me and told me um, because basically when it happened, there were a bunch of other people around who were my friends. So basically, she just had to tell me. But honestly, she probably wouldn't have if my friends weren't around. But yeah, so that's how I found out. And like, were you expecting it at all? Or was it? Just no, like, no, no, not at all. I was very surprised. But looking back, I shouldn't have been as surprised. But yeah, I was surprised at the time. Um, yeah, well, for me, it was like a little bit more interesting rather than him telling me his other girl called me <laughs> like she literally texted me and said, she said, by the way, um, I know that you and dot 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 are dating and I am his other girlfriend, by the way. And then I was just shook. I was just sitting there. I think I was like eating dinner or I don't even know what I was doing. And I just dropped everything. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then when I called him, he just said, well, I am like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what do you mean you're sorry? You have another relationship. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, did he give you any details as to like when this other relationship started? Or like, did you guys just kind of cut off? Talking? His details were, he started the relationship with me. And then later on, he also liked another girl and started another relationship as well at the same time. I'm pretty sure he just said the same thing to her. When you found out, were you guys like with people at the time, like with your friends, or were you completely alone when you got that text or that call? Well, for me, I was alone. But then obviously I texted my best friend right away. And yeah, she was outraged. <laughs> she was like, let me text this guy. Let me just like yeah. bring hell to this guy for a moment. <laughs> Best friends throwing hands. That's that's part of the job description for best friends. Yeah. I was also alone. Like I didn't I didn't really talk to anyone about it at first, like when it first happened. So mm -hmm. and so I'm curious, Andrew, you said that your previous partner was with your friend. So were they yeah. disloyal with one of your friends or with someone who was just there? Well, actually sort of both. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, oh basically, God. I wasn't, it was like during the summer and she like wasn't in Canada with like a bunch of my friends, like doing whatever. I was like working, so I couldn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. But they were just like out partying one night and you know, one thing led to another. But then that's when she told me because like she was with like all my friends and it was with one of my friends. But I didn't know this, but a week before that, she had also been disloyal with someone I didn't know. And uh, like she didn't, I didn't actually, I didn't even find out until like three months after we broke up. So yeah, that's why I'm assuming that she wouldn't have told me if it wasn't with one of my friends because she did it. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So this is a perfect segue, I guess, into our next question. Like what are some warning signs you think that people show when they're starting to become disloyal? At the time for me, like it was my first relationship. I was in grade 12. I didn't really like, I didn't believe in cheating. So I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't expecting it. So at the time, like there was nothing that I could have done and there was nothing indicating that that was going to happen. Yeah. But looking back at like my choice of partner, I think that has like a lot to say about what you can expect for the future. I mean, there were a lot of things that she did was that was like kind of questionable looking back and looking at those things and looking at who she was as a person. It, it's not hard to make that connection. I think some of the warning signs would be that person doing things that you think is wrong, think is morally wrong, and they don't acknowledge that or they don't care about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that would definitely be a warning sign. But past that, I mean, obviously, like being sus, like them, like hiding their phone or like, you know, just doing things that looks like they're hiding something from you. Yeah, like one of the main signs that we discovered, like while researching this question was like secretive phone use or even just being on their phone or like on their technology way more than they used to. Like almost keep like guarding it with them, bring it, bringing it with them in the bathroom or like everywhere, adding passcodes to their phones, changing things like that. You know, yeah. the phone use point is like one of the main signs. And also like you said, being sus, which could mean like just not being reachable at certain times yeah, of the day. Yeah, totally. like, you normally like they would respond within maybe an hour or under that. And then after a certain period of time, all of a sudden they're getting back to you in a day or more than that, you know? So not, totally. so that's, um, and then also you said, I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into this. You said that they were doing things that were morally questionable. Like, is an example of that maybe treating other people with disrespect, like when, or yeah, something totally. like that? Like, I don't want to get too specific. Okay. But yeah, totally. I think treating people with disrespect, of course, and believing that you are better than other people mm -hmm. and you are like worth more than other people is definitely one of those things. I mean, one specific example where like like the moral warning sign that like I kind of got was. Um, she uh, faked a concussion so she could skip out on her exams in, in high school so she could take them like later and then have all the answers to do it. And it was like, that's like a, I mean, yes, it's wrong. And it's hard to make a connection. Like that happens and the person's going to cheat. Like, no, that's not, that's not a link there. But it's, there, there are more examples like that. But it's this person, you can kind of tell from their behavior that they don't really care that much. Oh, okay, okay, I just remember something. You know what's okay. really funny about um, his ex and the whole cheating thing? Well, it was when we started dating already. This happened, like, first year, I think, around, like, winter break or something. His ex actually was still messaging him. Like, he wanted to be friends, but she clearly didn't. And she thought she still kept that pattern, I guess. Like, I know I don't want to say this. It's, like, cliche, but it's, like, once a cheater, always a cheater. But mm, in this... Actually it, correct. And I'll get yeah. into that point. We'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into don't that even way. worry. But this girl, it was just... She was, like, the epitome of that quote. In the yeah. sense where he wanted to be friends. She didn't. She was texting him very morally wrong things. Yeah, she that... was, like, coming on to me, even though... Like, we had broken up a while ago. I was in a new relationship. Yeah, and then kind of I texted her, like, respectfully. I was just like, hey, just girl to girl. 
you know, I, I hope you know that what you're doing is just not really nice and it's like hurting me. And I, I think that, you know, if you want me to respect you, and I think you should respect his current relationship and that I'm his current girlfriend. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> she raged on me. Oh, so no. What? With, like, some huge lie that, like, oh, I was, God. like, engaging in her behaviors. Yeah. People listening, if you listen to the episode that's about toxic relationships, listen to that. But, no, that's just a quick plug. But, no, I think that, like, your first, for me, too, my experience with infidelity or whatever you want to call it, suspicious behavior, it was the first real like relationship like you're so blindsided by what you think is supposed to be like the movies lied to us yeah. you know you're so oh, into it. It. yeah, yeah like, like that you overlook maybe the negative like, aspects like that's the actual thing like when yeah. you are interested in someone or when you fall in love with someone you actually like see them as perfect which would discount the yeah. idea that they could potentially cheat on you and like <laughs> do something that hurtful right so, like, it makes sense that especially this was, like, your first relationship. It was something yeah. that you felt these feelings for the first time ever. It's going to be a little bit more exaggerated. No, yeah, no, 100%. We heard Andrew's experience with it, but what do you think about the entire... Like, warning signs? Warning signs, yeah. suspicious behavior. Like, this happened when I was back home in Vietnam, and I live in the north, like, the capital city, Hanoi, and then he lives in the south. So he lived in Saigon or Ho Chi Minh City today. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was hard to even notice the warning signs because Mm -hmm. it was like a long distance relationship and Mm -hmm. there's no way that i'm saying that long distance relationships won't work Mm -hmm. but i guess that in my case it was it was hard to notice it and when he did come visit i guess the only warning sign that i would have is that like i did see her name pop up on snapchat a lot (laughs) oh boy But it's like, I'm not gonna be that psycho girl that, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna be like, who is, who's snapping you? Why are they snapping you five times a day? You can't do that. You're just gonna be like, oh, you know, let me not think of the negatives. Let me try and say, oh, he just has a lot of streaks. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, let's just, um, let's just try to ignore that and just, yeah. And I, I didn't want to jump on him and say, who is this? Like, <laughs> explain your ass right now. Oh my God. Plus you guys were, you guys were long distance. So you saw him like, you know, not that often from what I understand, right? Yeah, no, I didn't, I'm like, but he visited me twice, and I went to visit him twice as well. So you didn't, like, it wasn't, like, one of those things where you wanted to ruin the moment, right? You were just like, oh, it's a good moment. I'm not going to bring up the girls he's snapping. If you don't see someone very frequently, and it's that final moment you've been waiting for, and then all of a sudden there's something that kind of is a warning sign, you just don't want to address it then and there, especially yeah. just because you want to enjoy that moment while you have it, and then, you know, follow up later. So this yeah. is a perfect uh, transition into our next question is, when you did find out about it, like, how did you confront them? Or, like, how did you respond to that knowledge? Okay, so for me, it was his girlfriend, his other girlfriend at the time, she actually texted him and said, hey, by the way, um, I told your girlfriend in the North, I told Honey, and she knows about it. So he actually knew what was coming. And when I called him, I just said, I, well, you know what I'm going to talk about, because you already know I know. So explain. I just confronted him in a very direct way. There was no beating around the bush and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just demanded an explanation because, you know, what else could I have done? Like, he was already disloyal. And I can't ask the question of why you, like, why were you disloyal? I could only ask, why did it happen? And when did it happen? And, like, yeah. explain the whole story to me. Yeah. yeah, you just came straight for the facts because you didn't want to hear any of that other BS, which I think is good. I think it's the best way to approach it. What about you? 
I basically just whipped out my phone and okay, so right after like she told me, I like hung up because I was I was fucking mad. Yeah. And I needed to like process that for a minute, you know? Yeah. There's Once one... I had like calmed myself down and thought of the things I wanted to say to her, which are too explicit for uh, this podcast. <laughs> um, but we can bleep like, it out. We can go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. And I kind of just left it. I don't know. I just how I reacted was just getting mad. Honestly, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And you just expressed your emotions the way they were, you know, you, exactly. weren't, you weren't faking yeah. anything. You were just stating it how it is and it was yeah. hurtful. So honestly, like though, like when I look back at it, I wish that I didn't get mad. I wish that, like, I guess it's hard to control yourself in that moment because mm-hmm. you just had your heart broken. The person that you trusted and loved was disloyal to you and it's hard to control your emotions then. Absolutely. So like, if I could have a like redo, I'd be nice about it. I'd be like, so do you do you like the girl and stuff you know like i, I wish i said something along the lines with of kindness approach is what you're getting at yeah. oh, kindness. the fact that you're unfazed oh my goodness yeah <laughs> imagine you're like oh yeah okay then i guess you, you should be happy <laughs> like wait what where's the reaction that i'm expecting yeah oh it's like God. oh th- thank you for telling me um you know i i hope it works out between you and her. <laughs> oh my yeah, i'm curious like why did you think that ending it in a more aggressive or with anger is wasn't the right choice versus with kindness you said that you were really upset and you expressed that via text right yeah, yeah via text and do you feel satisfied with the way that ended or do you wish you approached it in a different way like I, I don't feel satisfied with the way that ended because I feel like there, there's nothing that can make up for for what happened mm-hmm. and no matter how I approach the situation that event has occurred it's in the past and I'm not going to feel satisfied with it there's no it, it felt good to get pissed off you know because usually like you're not you don't have a reason to to get really mad at someone you know? <laughs> I mean I think at the end of the day like probably being nice about it is a better thing to do mm-hmm. because honestly being cheated on like I know this is is weird to say but I think it's a good thing I will explain okay I'm when curious. when you get cheated on you lose someone that doesn't care about you but they lose someone who cares about them Pam Andrew you're just Andrew. sitting in bars right now I wasn't ready for this hey, it's their loss if they cheat yeah. we need Andrew to write a song about this I'm just song? gonna say that like driver's license, driver's license. <laughs> that point was so good I think that you're right I mean, obviously cheating is shit. Like, we all know this, right? Like, nobody wants to be cheated on. Don't cheat. But I guess if you take a look at how you can um, take the best out of every situation, you guys probably grew from that experience, you know? You had a better understanding of what a relationship actually was supposed to be, what your expectations were, what they should be, and how you shouldn't settle for things that aren't up to your, like, your basic standard. And then you grew from that and saw that, you know what? I lost somebody that that didn't give a shit about me. So guess what? Drop them. Thank you, next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it seems like it's almost the feeling of if someone tells you you can't do something, if someone challenges you, then you kind of like rise above that, right? And it just gives you more motivation to be like that ideal person. But like if someone cheats on you and does that to you to try to like make you feel worse about yourself, it almost like challenges you to be like kind of like the post breakup blow up kind of thing. Like, no, like I'm actually this awesome person that you just missed out on that you could have had. So something I would do, I'd probably, as soon as I got that text or that call, like I would not trust myself to just be on the phone anymore just because I know my emotions would probably get the best of me. And I don't want to say something that could be screenshotted, right? Because <laughs> yeah. if that person already was disloyal to you, you don't know what they're going to do to br- take it further, right? You already, it's so unpredictable. I would hit the I, boxing gym yeah. right away and then I ride my best friend after. That's what I would do. Yeah. Oh no, the best friend would also get anger released. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> We'd go boxing together, you know? Yeah. I was just thinking from this convo, I was like, you might think it's about you, right? I don't know. At least I've had that experience where I'm like, oh, maybe... I did something wrong, right? Like, oh, maybe I wasn't good enough. No, it's the other person who has some shit that they haven't 
you know, solved and now they're putting it on you. But do you have advice for people who, who may have experienced some form of cheating or infidelity and like just reminding themselves that it's not about them. It's, it's not a personal thing. Like, honestly, no, I felt the same way. One of the questions I did ask him on the call was like, was I not enough? Like, what did I do wrong? And I think that honestly, looking back at it, no, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, okay, not to be condescending or like think that I'm better than him, but it's just, if you, if you think back at it, like you love the person and you cared for them and you spend a hundred percent of your efforts, like trying to make them happy almost. And like, you know, there was nothing wrong that you did on your end. Just think back and see, is there a pattern that person is expressing? Cause like on my end, yeah, there was a pattern. I, I was so in love with this guy that even though he, I know no one should do this. So learn from my mistakes, but even though he cheated the first time, like I still had it in me to forgive him. Because, you know, once you love a person so much and once you, like, have that attraction, it's hard to stay mad at them. That's one. And it's also hard when they apologize refusely over and over again. Mm -hmm. But just know that they they have a pattern. Like, if they were able, if they had the balls to cheat on you in the first place, they have the balls to do other bad things. They have the balls to do it again. And so, yeah, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, you can go through your own blow up, but don't do it because you want to prove a point that you're worth it. Do it for yourself. You know what? He doesn't deserve you or she doesn't deserve you. You deserve like way better than that. And right now, just love yourself. That's all I can say. And that you guys found. My answer to that question, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's simply just not the person's fault. Even if you were, say, let's say a bad partner and like you weren't giving that person what they needed and they ended up cheating, it's still 100% on them. Like they yeah. should have the dignity and the decency to, to end the relationship before they do that. So it, it can't be your fault. And in my case, I know you said we'll talk about this later, but she had like, I don't know how many boyfriends she's had, but, like, she's cheated on, like, all of them. Oh, the um, current one! The current one, too. I think oh, it's just, like, some people are just like that, and it doesn't matter who they're with. It's, yeah. they're, they're just going to do those things, and it, it can't be my fault. It can't yeah. be, like, all the other guys' faults. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's something she keeps doing, and she has to deal with, and it's it's her issue, not mine. I had a lot of people tell me, oh, like, this person is a player, like, you know, like, yeah, be careful, or whatever, and I'm just like, you should see the way we are when we're together, like, he's not a player, you know, like, he's fine, and that's, like, the biggest misconception that people can have, look at the behavior, look at the warning signs, like you said, and then be careful, (laughs) that's all I'm gonna say, if they did it once, like Connie said, they're probably gonna do it again. Yeah, you know, it's actually quantifiable, like, no joke. Someone who cheats once is 350% more likely to do it again. So over three times more likely to do it again than someone who's never cheated before in their previous relationships. So yeah. actually knowing like what happened in previous relationships or like maybe just taking at least other people's advice with a grain of salt is going to be really important even when deciding to like enter a relationship, right? Yeah. Because I mean, that's, it might sound kind of sus or sketch to like maybe deny someone to be in a relationship with someone because you know something about their past but like it is a factual thing that if they cheat once in the past they are way more likely to cheat again and think it's okay in their next relationship or just in the same relationship as well so it's and you know like knowing that knowledge you don't deserve to have to be worried about that like out of 10 people that you date three to four might cheat yeah like that's kind of that's kind of messed up and I think that a lot of people, at least some of my friends, whatever, there's something called cheating anxiety. And Ryan and I were talking about this earlier. How would you even like try and approach getting over that cheating anxiety? And how were you able to gain trust again when it came to a relationship? The best thing that I can say is probably just 
first, take some time off and just spend time with yourself. Be single. Enjoy the single life. Like, it is fun. You're not tied down. You get to do whatever you want. And you get to focus on yourself, your life, your family, and your friends. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I think, like, I treasured that the most when I took a break at, off of relationships after, you know, my ex cheated on me. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I know this is controversial, but it's like, sometimes when you're in a relationship, you kind of tend to prioritize their feelings over yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's like, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. You know, with me and Andrew, like sometimes if he's sad and I am stressed out, mad, or sad as well, I kind of prioritize, you know, tre- cheering him up. Aww. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, he's smiling. Yeah. That's so cute. Oh, this is so cute. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like the second thing that I would do after that is just driving in head first. And what I mean by that is it's like cheating anxiety. I guess it's, it's a real thing and it affects you, but it will only affect you if you let it. So, I would say don't bring the feelings of your past relationship into your ne- your next one because honestly it could be a really good relationship. I I would say do like be aware of the warning signs that they give off, but also don't go psycho on them. Don't dump on them like as soon as you're sus about something. Maybe just keep an eye on it. But I would say enjoy the relationship because it could be a really good one. Basically, my answer in short is uh, it's really really hard to, and it takes a lot of time. And I think anyone that's taken like a psychology course before will know uh, what classical conditioning is. And basically what happens with cheating anxiety, or at least my understanding of it, is you become, you associate your partner not being with you with your partner cheating on you because that's what happened. So whenever your partner's not with you, your brain tells you that they're cheating on you. Mm-hmm. And you get, basically you feel the feelings of your partner cheating on you, even though you didn't, they, didn't, they haven't done absolutely anything. Like they're, they're just like, I don't know, eating breakfast. And basically that's kind of how it is. And from my like perspective, the only way to, to stop that cycle is through new learning, which is basically exposure therapy. So over time, your partner will be away from you. You're going to have those feelings and then they didn't end up cheating on you. Mm-hmm. And you make that association. And over a long time, over a long period of time, that repeatedly happening, your brain is going to forget that connection between they're not with me, they're going to cheat on me. And then mm-hmm. you'll just think they're not with me. Like everything's fine. So it's yeah. almost like relearning or like that new yeah. association overrides the previous one. Exactly. It's new yeah. learning that overrides it. But the thing is, that first learning will always still be there. It's mm-hmm. it's just new learning that has like new learning that your brain kind of like follows. Mm-hmm. But that old learning is still always going to be there. So I think it's always going to be something that is in your head. Like, of course, you're in a relationship. Like, obviously, you don't want your partner to cheat on you. Mm-hmm. And that's always going to be something that you think about sometimes. It's always going to be there unconsciously. But I think what the goal is, is trying to bring those thoughts out of like stopping it from being a conscious thought and having it be an unconscious thought. So it doesn't necessarily affect your relationship and affect your behavior anymore. I think it's like, okay, if your partner already took something away from you, took away trust, for instance, why are you going to let him continue to affect your life in the future? I know that with any relationship, there are there is anxiety that comes with it. I mean, not not about cheating, for instance, but like maybe about the future. Like, is this going to go somewhere? Like, you're always taking a risk when you're in a relationship because you're putting your full on trust and your life into their hands as well. It's like a combined thing. And so I would say with the cheating anxiety, you have way more important things to worry about in your relationship. And I would say, don't let it affect you. Don't let that annoying, disrespectful dude or girl, female, and like, don't let them affect your life any more than they have. 
So basically, like, if that thought pops into your head, you recognize that it's just because of the previous relationship and that person, and that does not represent relationships in a whole, as a whole. Like, yeah, collectively. I think that's a great answer. That's yeah. like, how you approach it? Yeah. I think, like, obviously, there are also, like, some other things you can do. Like, little ones are just focusing on the positive things about your relationship um, and trying, yeah, like, once you experience those feelings, you kind of be like, no, that's not what's happening. Like, I like this person because of this and this and this. They've shown me their trust because of this and this and this. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of stuff. Something else that I also did was that, like, for example, when I got into the relationship with Andrew, mm -hmm. one of the first things I told him was, I was cheated on. Mm -hmm. So that means I know what it feels like to be cheated on. And, like, just so you know, if you cheat on me, there is no second chance. There is no, like, you won't see me sit here and beg for you to love me like you've never loved me before. There, there's none of that. Like, I'm just going to drop you and that's that. So if you can accept it, and if you can accept that, I will be very straightforward with you. Then, yeah, that's how this relationship is going to go. Yeah. Also, for me, it was totally reassuring knowing that Honey has been cheated on before. Because that way, because that happened to her, she knows what it feels like. And mm -hmm. I feel like once you know what that feels like, when you're like in a long relationship and they break your trust like that, you're never going to want to do that to someone else because you know how shitty it feels. Mm -hmm. So me knowing that she's gone through that was really reassuring because like, at least from my perspective, I couldn't imagine doing that to someone else after knowing what it's like to happen. But like, I love how you guys like you brought in what your reality is and what has happened just so that the other person understands that maybe you approach things differently than maybe someone who's never experienced that before or like what your expectations are clearly to prevent yeah. that. I think that was a really smart, I guess, move on both of your points, right? Because, you know, look at where you are now. Like that's you have a mutual understanding and that's that's amazing. Yeah. Let's say that you, you notice a couple warning signs. What do you do from there? What's the next move? Like, do you just say, hey, I've noticed these things we've been doing that you haven't done before? Um, I just, I want to know what's up. Is something going on? Is something wrong? Did, did you, do you approach it that way? Or like how, what do you do after you recognize those warning signs? Oh my gosh, that's a hard that's question a to one. answer. Okay. Well then now you're like trying to battle between, am I going to be a psycho girlfriend or am I going to be like what, a naive one? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you literally spawn on, am I psycho or am I naive? Oh yeah, it's like, am I going to get fooled or am I going to fool myself? Like, wait, what? Like, what's going on? If you receive the first warning sign, then just keep that at the back of your head. Don't like, you know, spend 100% of your time worrying about that. Mm -hmm. But then if there's a pattern, if you see it pop up again, if you see him doing other things that are sus, mm -hmm. maybe bring it up. But I would yeah. say don't bring it up like immediately after the first time it pops up. Like yeah. you see a notification on a girl, a from a girl on his phone and then you go yo who is that yeah but then let's say he is cheating and then you're like yo who's that he's like oh it's just a family friend well and then i then... guess like accumulate your evidence yeah yes. accumulate your evidence before you like bring him to court is that what you're saying yeah. yeah i totally agree with that because if you have like three or four things like very concrete things that have happened then they can't call you crazy i have a whole <laughs> catalog of things that are sus and you know i made sure i had a catalog before i came up to you and shared this with you just because i didn't want to you know annoy you about something that is not happening or something that's like irrelevant right but if it's a pattern it's no longer irrelevant and you have every right to bring it up to them i think the thing is like if that person's cheating though they're obviously just going to deny it they're going to say no so i think at the end of the day even if you do confront them like it doesn't matter you have to trust mm -hmm. yourself so you have so much evidence and you're like hey this has been bothering me for a while i have all these things and they're going to say, oh, no, like, you're misinterpreting it. And they're always going to say that. So you have to trust yourself. Most people won't own up to it and will deny yeah. it. 
But do think that when you have that conversation with them, you can tell based off of the way they answer the question, if they're hiding something, do you think you'll gain more clarity based off of if they're caught off guard, if they start saying like random things? Yeah, yeah, I think you totally can gain more clarity, but they're still denying it mm -hmm. and you still have to trust yourself. Got it, yeah. Um, I think the best way to answer this question, I think would be to know the person decently well before you enter a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. I think you should know about who they are, what they believe in, and like maybe a little bit about their past relationships and how that has like gone down. Obviously don't like be psycho and stalk them and whatever. But I think <laughs> yeah. Andrew and Honey told me to stalk them. I will stalk them. <laughs> like they do things that are sus. They don't believe in the same things you believe in, then you don't enter a relationship before like you don't enter one. Honey mentioned something earlier too. When she was entering her relationship with you, she sat you down and she's like, listen, this is what I've been through and I expect this, right? And she was like very direct about it. She did not hold back. I think that was super badass of her. Mm -hmm. it, it was something Please. that you um, you guys established from the start. She already told you she wasn't interested in anyone cheating. Like she was like, you know what? You're going to do it. Like don't. Like, But I think that what it does is it sets up a good base. But past that, I mean, you can try and gather evidence. You can look. But past that, if somebody cheats again, then you know what? Honestly, what can you do? You know what I mean? You've, you've done the best you can. And at that point, it's out of your control. It's honestly like investing no matter how much you do the research on it yeah it's, it's like a big corporations with GameStop for instance <laughs> I love okay. Okay, thank you for bringing up GameStop oh, oh my goodness I've been waiting no matter how much research they did on like their investments it's like it's yeah. still taking a risk at the end of the day it's still putting your trust your money into someone yeah. and you have no idea how it's gonna go and you can only just hope yeah. Really, really well said. You satisfied my my sweet little Rotman best friends. Um. <laughs> I'm beaming on the inside. Anyways, thank you for that. I think our Rotman yeah. listeners really appreciate it. So you guys touched on this a little bit, but do you think cheating should ever be forgiven in a relationship? And if so, in what circumstances? Like there's one aspect of it, forgive and get back. Or forgive and forget. I Well, I can't say that every cheater is the same. But I'm just going to say this. Like for my ex, like I forgave him the first time. He still found it somewhere he still had the balls to do it again i wouldn't say the balls i'd say the audacity, the audacity. <laughs> the audacity. you've given that person blind trust and they go behind your back and they do it and it's not like they don't know that it's wrong it's not like they don't know it's going to end up hurting you mm -hmm. they did that knowing all of these things and it hurt you and i think doing that to someone it's it's not an accident it's intentional when when i see my ex now it's like i i don't like her and i'm not going to and I don't think that's going to change. And that's because she broke my trust and she intentionally hurt me. Mm -hmm. It's it, it's like, I'm never going to be like, oh, hey, like, how are you doing? Like, how are things? Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I forgive, but I don't forget it. Mm -hmm. So I agree. Perfect. Yeah. And it's like, what can you do if you don't forget? Like, are you going to stay mad at them forever? I mean, are you going to really let them take over your life and that you are just going to hate them for the rest of your life? Like, you don't want to live that life. Mm -hmm. You want to just forgive? And then just like, you know, dissociate your life away from theirs. So this transitions into our next question. What actions do you consider to be cheating? Just to, you know, be clear. Is it hooking up with other people? Is it snapping other people? What is the line? I think the line obviously depends on every relationship. And I think the line is where your partner would be uncomfortable with it. I think like there are boundaries that you need to set with your partner. For example, I think a lot of people consider watching porn cheating. And a lot of people consider that not cheating. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say like how to wrap that up is don't do something that you wouldn't want your partner to do to you. Yeah. If you feel uncomfortable doing it, but you don't feel comfortable with everyone knowing that you did it, you know it's wrong. Like if your partner was looking over your shoulder, like 
would you feel comfortable doing it or would you try to hide something away? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? Like if you're snapping someone and you and you imagine your partner over your shoulder, mm-hmm. would you tilt your phone away? <laughs> no. Like, would you throw yourself off the couch and like roll up? <laughs> yeah. Would you throw the phone into the ocean or would you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, are, you, are you rolling up to parties, you know, post COVID with your mask still on, trying to stay undercover? You know, these are things yeah. you need to watch out for. Yeah. So it's a combined yeah. factor. The equation has both the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. And then also like a personal conversation between the two of you establishing your boundaries, because some relationships have a more open aspect. Like not everyone, you know, has the same expectations. If you're going to be in a relationship with someone, you should be comfortable enough to have that kind of conversation laying down like hey like, yeah we are in an exclusive relationship what is that going to mean for us yeah yeah and this is the last question but this is a really difficult one and it's let's say you're on a break what does that mean and what behavior is okay versus disloyal during that kind of time for me a break means just for example you take a five minute break from your lecture it's a break it doesn't mean you just ended everything the lecture, yeah you yeah. don't leave the lecture you just take a momentary break by leaving your laptop in the exam room or wherever you are exactly it's a pause like don't be like okay for me i would say don't be like ross and say we were on a break don't do that. no don't do that definitely not like, that's what no. i thought too the pause is not a stop i think that's what you yeah. need to do yeah. it's a comma it's a comma yes <laughs> you know or, or a hyphen or whatever exactly. it's not a period it's not a temporary period and then you know starting the next sentence a, m- a month later you know yeah, you haven't ended the chapter yet exactly yeah i think like i totally agree i think that a break honestly i think a break is just you taking some time for yourself mm-hmm. and you still have those feelings for the other person and it's like when you get back together like how would they feel how would they feel if they know that you were with someone else when you were on a break? They're not going to like that. I think it's the exact same thing. So if, if your partner is going to treat that break as an excuse for them to go do something with someone else, you clearly deserve better than that. And they clearly need to rethink their life and their decisions. because yeah, They clearly don't care about you. Yeah, exactly. They were waiting for that opportunity, clearly. Like They were like, ready to like because they think it's like a gray area where expectations are unclear so then they can get away with things like that you know and especially if it's like you're going on breaks like frequently you know i think i agree with you guys yeah a break it's like a timeout in in like a sporting game you know you reevaluate your strategy and then you go dive in at at an even stronger force you don't walk out of the stadium you don't walk out of the stadium to get a quick tasty cup of coffee and then come back (laughs) that's not how it works you know it's a, it's you don't a, go get a beer and come pivot. back and then go and play the game. Yeah, it's a pivot. It's a reevaluation of strategy. How you guys are gonna do things differently to like solve the problems? I think if you think that a break is not a period where they can go and hit up other people and get freaky, um, then I think you should say that. And I think that there's no embarrassment or um, like aw- there shouldn't be any awkwardness in saying what you want and what you expect. You know? Yeah, this yeah. should be normalized. You know, if someone yeah. makes fun of you, you said this is what the scoop said, so this is the status quo. <laughs> You say, <laughs> yeah, sorry. You this say is this what... is the bare minimum. If you don't respect that, then I'm yeah. sorry. This is Thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. <laughs> exactly. Just, just make yourself super clear. I mean, at that point, if they go behind your back and they do something that, you know, goes against what you requested, then yeah, you deserve way better than that. They are not decent at all because you've made it perfectly clear that this is what it means to be on a break. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, like, I think you should ask your partner, like, while we're on this break are we exclusive or not and i mean ideally they say yeah of course we're exclusive but i think if they say that we're not i think that that tells you they have the they have different intentions like they have the intention of being with someone else and i think that's as bad Mm -hmm. i think having the intention and having the desire to to be disloyal is 
just the exact same thing as doing it. So I think if your partner is like, oh, we're on a break, like, like we're, we don't have to be exclusive while we're on the break, you're going to sit there and be like, what do you mean? And then, yeah, I think in my opinion, it's, it's as bad as the same thing. I mean, like, true. Well, that is all the questions we have prepared today. I think a lot of us can learn from what you guys said. So thank you so much for spending the time today and sharing that with us. And thank you so much yeah, for having yeah, us. Thank, thank you guys. Thank you so much. And on that note, to our Scoop Squad listeners, make sure to DM us on Instagram at U-F-T-S-U-R-B-A-E to request a topic for next week. That's it, guys. See you soon.